I believe every one of us has the power to create the life of our dreams by tapping into the infinite part of ourselves. When we do this, we live our lives in a state of ease and flow, full of peace, purpose, and prosperity. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Becoming Infinite. Becoming Infinite is for the seekers, the dreamers, and the creators who know there is something more, who desire growth and ways to live a more soul-centered, purposeful life, who want to activate the divine within and be the masters of their destinies, who feel that life can and should be magical. It's about spirituality, creativity, and heart-centered business. It's about connecting to our highest selves and living lives full of meaning and purpose that feel abundant and free. That is what we all desire. So each week, I will dig deep, sometimes with guests, sometimes solo, to uncover tools and practices, rituals and routines that you can use to become infinite. My name is Cooper Gillespie, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I had a whole other thing planned for today. And then I just had to call an audible and uh, switch it up because (laughs) things are just going a different way and I'm going with the flow. So basically, uh, I was in Costa Rica all last week, which was amazing. And I want to talk a little bit about it this episode. And then I'll talk some more about it on another episode. But uh, it was great. And then we were supposed to come home Friday. And I was like, great, I'll have all day Saturday to uh, finish up this episode I want to do. And then our flight got delayed. We didn't get into late Saturday. Uh, We had to take the dog to the specialty vet in LA, which took like all day on Sunday. And so, and then my parents, my parents, I love my parents. They've been divorced for 40 years and they just took a road trip down to see us. They're going to, they're arriving. My dad just called at 540, supposed to be here at seven, arriving at 540 because you know what? The man was a pilot and he's always either on time or early. He's never late. (laughs) So anyway, they're going to be here this week. And I just, uh, it's so crazy. So anyway, what I wanted to talk about briefly was I just wanted to talk about this trip and (laughs) what I kind of learned from it. I'm so grateful for it. You know, relaxing for me is not easy, right? I had to, um, I have to confront a lot of fear and anxiety sometimes when I try to relax. You know, for example, I have a fear of being in the ocean and not being able to see what's underneath me. I like scuba diving because then I'm under the ocean and I'm sort of like another fish under there and the fish are checking me out like, hey, what kind of fish are you? And I'm like, I'm a cooper fish. What's up? You know, but when I am on top of the ocean, I just have this anxiety because I can't see even if I'm snorkeling. I just I don't like to be looking down. I want to be in it if I'm in it. And so this trip, we um, we went snorkeling and, you know, I had a moment where we had just jumped off the boat and I turned to my husband, Greg, and I was like, I, I got to go back on the boat. I got to go back on the boat. And he was like, OK. And then I was just like, this is ridiculous, Cooper. Like, what what the heck? What, what else are you going to do? You're in Costa Rica. You're on a snorkeling trip. Get out, you know, start snorkeling, you know. And uh, and so I did and I enjoyed it. Kind of. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed seeing the fish and when I could relax, I really enjoyed it. But I did have a hard time relaxing. 
And uh, another day we hiked through the jungle, which was incredible. And I, I, I wish... I don't want to say I wish what what I want to say is that it, it was a really a mental challenge for me because, you know, I felt like I was on the edge away from safety. If something happens to you there, like, what are you going to do? Call 911. There is a 911 in Costa Rica, but, you know, the roads are all dirt. If you're in the middle of a jungle, like how long is it going to take for them to get to you? You know, and this is what I'm thinking in my head when I should just be enjoying the present moment, right? You know, another time I, we went jet skiing in the ocean and I had a full on, a pretty much a panic attack. And I had to like calm myself down and practice my equal ratio breathing, you know, where you breathe in for five, hold at the top for five, exhale for five, and then hold at the bottom for five and just really get present with my breath. And then that kind of subsided. And eventually I was able to enjoy jet skiing, but I just, I grew, I grew pretty frustrated with myself sometimes because I'm like, does anybody else, you know, have this battle just to relax and enjoy themselves? Like it felt like every day was a battle and I had to constantly meet myself and confront this tendency I have toward fear and panic. And I guess it's rooted in self-preservation. I imagine, you know, there's some primal instinct there like, yeah, maybe you don't want to go under the water where the sharks are, you know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's it. But I just, I, I wanted to be able to just let go and, and enjoy myself. And it was, it was not an easy process. You know, the show Big Mouth represents anxiety so accurately. In the show, Tito, the anxiety mosquito can only be destroyed by the gratitude. Because when you focus on feeling gratitude, it is almost impossible to feel anxiety, right? And so normally, in this situation, I would have beaten myself up and, you know, felt really bad about not being able to always be present or be in this like fear and anxiety state, you know, when you're in the middle of this like beautiful tropical paradise. And instead, I just, I was gentle with myself and I told myself that I loved myself and that I was doing my best. And I made a conscious choice to think of all the things that I was grateful for you know, the wind in my hair, the sand in my toes, my husband, uh, the people that we met from all over the world. And I definitely did a lot of breath work. I find that breath work really gets me into my body and centers me in a way that sometimes other practices don't just because you, you do have to be so present when you're focused on your breath. And through, through these things, I was able to finally sort of work through a lot of my fear and my panic and just relax and enjoy myself. But oh man, was it a, was it a freaking battle? It was so hard. And I don't know. I, 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 I guess sometimes I think like, what is this? I mean, I suppose it was probably worse at some point, but I really, you know, I do my practices, I meditate and I do my breath work and I journal and I, I feel like I do all the things. And so it was pretty shocking for me just to feel like, wow, now that you're in a different place in a different environment where sometimes you feel unsafe, this stuff is just coming right up for you. And I had to work through it every day. It was, it was intense, but I have to say that on the way home, I had a moment where I felt, I felt a little proud of myself. Like I felt, I felt a little more confident. I felt a little braver because I did meet myself with love and, um, with understanding. And I was able to meet my fear and my panic and my anxiety and work through it. 
and do these things that were really hard for me to do, which I'm sure other people, I mean, I'm sure there's people who find these things very fun and easy, but for me, it was not easy, but I was able to enjoy myself and have gratitude. It just took, it just took some work. (laughs) That's all. I guess we're always, I'm always learning lessons. I guess that's the human condition, right? We're always learning lessons. And so what's really interesting is on the ride home on the plane, I was reading The Untethered Soul because Crystal Thompson, who was uh, on several weeks ago, had recommended this book, how it had changed her life. And so I really wanted to read it. And so here's a quote that perfectly encapsulates kind of like the lesson that I was supposed to learn on this trip and that I feel like I did learn. So the quote is, If you want to be happy, you have to let go of the part of you that wants to create melodrama. This is the part that thinks there's a reason not to be happy. You have to transcend the personal. And as you do, you will naturally awaken to the higher aspects of your being. In the end, enjoying life's experiences is the only rational thing to do. You're sitting on a planet spinning around in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Go ahead. Take a look at reality. You're floating in empty space in a universe that goes on forever. If you have to be here, at least be happy and enjoy that experience. You're going to die anyway. Things are going to happen anyway. Why shouldn't you be happy? You gain nothing by being bothered by life's events. It doesn't change the world. You just suffer. There's always going to be something that can bother you if you let it. Amen, Michael Singer. Thank you for that. When I read that in the book, I was like, holy smokes, this is what this whole trip has been about. (laughs) I was just like, wow, I got the message. I got the message, universe. I got it. I need to stop uh, being so self-involved with like, I don't know, Cooper and preserving. I don't even know what I'm trying to preserve. You know, I'm back in like my primal runaway from the tiger. self-preservation aspect of my being, which is not helpful to me or to anyone really. And just that whole idea that, wow, we're literally sitting on a rock. We're actually spinning on a rock in the middle of empty space, like space emptiness that goes on forever. So maybe uh, take it down a notch. Maybe don't worry so much about, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I was worried about. (laughs) about being in the middle of the jungle. Maybe don't worry about it. Maybe just enjoy it. Enjoy the sounds. Enjoy all the beautiful birds and all the beautiful fish. And the monkeys, there were monkeys up in the trees. They're howler monkeys that sort of make this sound like, I can't really do it, but that's how they claim their their tree. So no other monkeys come around and eat their leaves. Just, oh my God, there was so much, so much beauty. It was incredible. And um, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful that I got to experience that. And I'm so grateful that I, I learned, wow, a really powerful lesson and that I was able to meet myself with love and gratitude and work through my fear. So, so that's, (laughs) that's how my week has been. That's what I've been up to. I want to talk more about this trip because there was more to it, but, uh, the parents are going to be here any minute now. (laughs) I don't know how many of you out there know pilots, but it is just insane how on schedule they are. They're always on schedule. He's not even, he's retired now and he's still on schedule. All right. I'm going to talk to you all more next week. Thanks so much for spending this time with me. Uh, If you enjoy the show, please 
leave a five-star review and recommend it to some friends. And uh, I'm going to leave you with not a song of mine, actually. This time, I'm going to leave you with a song of these incredible tropical birds that would wake us up every morning at like 4.30 a.m. with this crazy jazz trio jam thing they had going on. They sound like a Herbie Hancock song. I swear to God. Anyway, here they are. Incredible Costa Rican tropical birds. Until next time.